Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant. Hello, everybody. Hi. Oh, hi. We're back. <laughs> it is the two drunk accountants. Yeah, by themselves. By themselves this week. Uh, my name is Dan. My name is Tim. And we are very happy and glad to be with you today. Uh, as Tim said, we are by ourselves, and it's been over a month since we've done a regular edition of the podcast. Yeah, I'm guessing all the listeners are just... Uh, getting sick and tired of hearing all the interesting guests we're having on, no, not listening to our never voice, never Tim thrown away. They would never get sick Telling of all the fabulous, fabulous guests that we've had over the past no. couple of months. That's, and well, uh, I guess should we say sorry? Like it's just us. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just us. Today? Just us today. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll make it short and sweet. <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, mm-hmm. what, what is, is the, the Tim and Dan Lowe. Tim, how's your week been? It's been really good. Um, last week was a highly interrupted week because we had the Accounting Business Expo. We did. We went to that. That's what we've been partnering with in the lead up to the event. And we went along and it was awesome. Yeah, we had a, we had a great day. We were chatting away to everybody there. We met um, so many people. Met so many people, went to all the different vendors and the softwares and keeping up to date with uh, what's the latest. Went to a bunch of seminars, you know, yeah. ran into friends of the podcast, you know, a- Andrew Vanderbeek. Friends galore. And a lot of other people. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for, you know, having us around. and Yeah. And for not, uh, I suppose, ridiculing us for our uh, podcast. Yeah, now, now... And shorts. I was about to say, we weren't ridiculed for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Dan we- decided to copy me and wear the same shorts. <laughs> it was really awkward. Uh, I didn't have time to change. Right, and so, so, everyone thought we were in the same clothing on purpose. So, he- here's the true story. So, t- Tim and I live a- about an hour and a half away from where the Accounting Business Expo was in Sydney. Yeah. And so, when we got up in the morning to drive to Sydney, uh, there was clear skies. It was I, beautiful. It looked like it was going to be a fantastic hot day. And we, we thought, were, you know what? I'm not walking around the city in pants. I'm wearing shorts today. Yeah. We were, we were driving in uh, wearing sunglasses. Yeah. On the freeway. Exactly. Then, it, then we hit fog. Yeah. Then we and hit that's, fog. <laughs> that's when we realized <laughs> we, we made a tiny huge mistake. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so then we, we end up, you know, we, we park at Pimble and we, we hop on the train and, and we go into the city. And by the time we pull into Central, or sorry, Town Hall, it was pouring with rain. Mm, yeah. And we just got drenched walking from, yeah. or running from uh, the train station to the expo and, and absolutely soaking wet. So, we walk in like idiots wearing shorts and drenched from head to toe. Um, mm. But, Tim, in the words of, of Andrew Vanderbeek, you know... Um, I'm not an accountant named Dan. I'm I'm Dan who wears shorts and also happens to be an accountant. Well, that, I guess that's the same for me, Dan. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so, I've got some pretty strong feedback from that, Dan. Yes. Um, City of Sydney, get your act together. Yeah. 
get some undercover walkways, <laughs> especially around the Darling Harbour area. Yeah, just in that section. Just in that section. Like, I, I, I do know that there are other sections that are a lot of undercover. You could walk most of your way undercover it's, you know, or it's underground. Gr- it's great. They redeveloped all that area recently, Darling mm. Harbour, and it's beautiful. It's awesome. They've done mm. a great job. The convention, convention centre is great. It's awesome. It's fan- Yeah, it's fantastic. I really want to go see some basketball there and stuff. But <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to go again because I'm scared about rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get wet. Well, next year, hopefully, potentially, Tim, um, we'll be able to hop on the light rail from uh, the train station out to the convention center. Well, that makes a lot of sense. That, that makes a better. lot of sense. That cool. Uh, so, that was, uh, yeah, that was your Tim and Dan. Did you do anything over the weekend? No, nothing interesting over the weekend. I don't want to talk about AFL. I don't want to talk, don't about, want to talk about Essendon. AFL? No. I definitely don't want to talk about their 72-point drubbing at the hands of GWS. That's... uh, And the fact that I stopped watching at (laughs) halftime. I don't want to talk about any of that. Well, I'm surprised you don't... And I did say... I did say the sentence, Dan. Ah, that's fucking fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I think I said that... Like, dropped the F-bomb three times in a row. Especially, like, we were kicking out... And we kicked it straight to a Giants player right in front of goal. It was just one of the worst. It's just, I don't want to talk about it. I think you should do yourself a favor, Tim, and just stop <laughs> supporting and watching every game. Well, I do actually question sometimes my faith. But oh. uh, they, they seriously made me question this week. <laughs> 76 points is a I lot. I mean, it's not like I'm a member or anything, but I'm a diehard fan. I read all of their news articles. More, more often than not. I walk, I've said this before, I walk into Tim's office and he's got the Bombers web page open on one of his yeah. screens just to keep up to date. Yeah, yeah, true. So, it's been a dark week. Yeah, I feel for you. We're going to get back on the horse on Saturday. I'm going to flog the Saints. All right, well. If there's, any one, if there's one positive, Dan, mm. to take away from this, the Swans also lost. How much did they lose by? I don't know, like 10 points or something. But so a, loss a, a, loss. <laughs> a loss is a loss. A loss is a loss. You're right. It, it definitely counts... Um, Although Essendon is still below the Swans on the yeah, ladder. We'll ask. We'll ask on the ladder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that's cool. What about you, Dan? Uh, I've had a same. We went to the expo together. Uh, had a great time there. And uh, last night, I ventured into the city to watch Tim Minchin. Ah. Yeah. That, um, Australian guy who wears uh, mascara and has long hair. Correct. That's him. He's a yeah. very funny singer and song person. Accurate. Very. Everything you said then is true. Good first name. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, One of the best Tims going around. <laughs> yeah, the, probably the best Tim that I know. <laughs> you don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to his show, it's oh, good that, enough. What, what are you, some sort of stalker? Like, you yes, know him now? I because do. you've seen him from 50 metres away? Correct. If <laughs> also, the, the tickets are a little bit more pricey 50 metres away, yeah, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you uh, paid to be his friend. Is that the sort of relationship you want from yeah, Tim well, I'm, I'm paying to be your friend, I tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, no, it was great. We had uh, I went with with Cat and we watched the show and he was great. He played some of his old hits and a few cool. new songs and I don't know if you know. This Could team. you play one of his songs? He, he's he's written a few musicals. No, I don't have my phone. Maybe you can do up. it in the outro. We can listen to one of his. Yeah, good good idea. You do uh, have your phone. Your phone's right there. And it's not plugged in. Oh. I could Bluetooth it, but that's just a pain. Um, okay. Yeah. So he. Yeah, he played some of his old stuff. He, he's written a few musicals that he won awards for and he played a couple yeah. of those songs and uh, mm. he had a whole backup band. It was great. It's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. 10 you'd, out of so 10. So, you'd recommend it? Highly recommend. Is he playing for a while or was it a one-off? 
he's playing Thursday night and Friday night sold out. I don't know about Saturday night. And then he moves on to Brisbane and Melbourne and other cities. Then he's coming back wow. for like one or two more shows in April at some point. But I, I feel like they might also be sold out. He sells out more gigs than like a proper band or... Yeah. That's amazing. Good on him. Yeah, it's good. He must be doing okay if he can employ a whole band to be behind him. Well, that's from that's, an accounting perspective. You know, well, it's not all that he does. I mean, he has he's written um, musicals that were on Broadway and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And he uh, he he told the story about how he was directing an, an animation for DreamWorks mm. that had Hugh Jackman and all these people starring in it, and it was ready to go. And then DreamWorks got bought out by oh. someone else and they just canned it. Oh, no. He'd been working on it for four years. Oh. So, he, he wrote this song about how he's leaving LA because he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> and he played it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds, you know, sounds like a good guy. Yeah. Sounds, sounds funny. Well, that was my Tim and Dan though. Uh, let's move on to the business update. Tim, I have Ooh. two for you. Okay. The first one uh, that I want to throw out there. Yeah is uh, did you watch any of the i didn't watch it either but i read the news did you see Mm -hmm. any of the apple Mm -hmm. announcements no you know how they have the big event when they release new products and Uh, so forth yeah no i didn't i didn't hear any of them well they're releasing they're they're releasing a bunch of new products Mm -hmm. one of them is a tv movie subscription service oh yeah much like netflix i'm surprised it took them so long that's what everyone's saying actually yeah because they were the first ones kind of in there with the online rental and so yeah. it's basically going to, I think it's Apple TV Plus. Ah. And essentially it's same as Netflix. You pay a monthly subscription and they're making their own content. They've got Spielberg on making a show. Whoa. They've got a whole bunch of really famous people making shows. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, Tim's Tardus tip. There goes another subscription for old Dan over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you uh, got that in trial, trial yet? Give yeah, I will. Give them your credit card details. Uh, I will. Uh, Just going to conveniently forget <laughs> to cancel that one too. <laughs> so, the, they, they, they announced a few other things, but the biggest change, and, and this is my main uh, business update today, yeah. is they've announced Apple credit card. Oh. Now, Everyone's getting into the finance space. Yeah. So, what the and, heck? and do you want to know? At first, I was like, "What? That's a weird move for Apple." But do you want to know why I, I've now come to think this is a great? Like, I, I'm not saying I want to get it or endorse the product, but why it's a great idea for them? Because almost every person mm. who has an Apple phone in mm. their pocket has something called an Apple Wallet, mm-hmm. and on that Apple Wallet are their cards currently. And I doubt that they're going to issue real cards. It's just going to be, mm. hey, I want a credit card. Let's put that on my phone. And it's right there in your pocket already. So, they're basically just Jeez. just like pushing out an app to your phone as a credit card. I wonder if there's a bank that's backing them. That have to be. So, they've gone joint venture with a bank or something like well, that. On their... Let me go look at this website here. Yeah. Um, just, it's just called... It says, this is the card, new kind of credit card. Um, rethinking everything about the credit card represents that all the things Apple stand for, like simplicity, transparency, and privacy, um, ease and security that millions of people love already about Apple Pay, um, mm. pay less interest, no fees, wow. power in a credit card. It's gonna, um, it's gonna code all of your things, so like you can see how much uh, you're spending on stuff yeah. and um, what your balance is, when payments are due, when, what your activity is. Wow. Yeah. So, Zero, if you're listening, bank feed for that, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, that was an interesting one. Um, but, yeah, it just made a lot of sense that we've already got the phone with the app in our pocket. Mm. It, I'm not sure it's just a couple of buttons to get the credit card. 
Jeez. Um, kind of so makes me want one. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Uh, so the other one I have for you today, Tim, is I don't know. Uh, sure no, we're not sponsored by Apple Credit Card. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you can get a with a transfer balance just a zero percent for the next six months. What a deal! What oh, a deal! I'm signing up for that one <laughs> right now. Uh, no, uh, my other thing is the budget is next week. Uh-huh. And you know other things at the end though. No, no. So this is my other business oh, update. Sorry, just uh, making sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Should have used a sound effect there. Yeah. <laughs> so my other business update, Tim, is the budget is next week, and mm. we're going to be doing a budget episode. Talk about all things in the budget that might relate to you as a small business person. You know what, Dan? As well on this, I think we should start a poll. Um, just asking our listeners: Should we get drunk and do a live? Budget recap mm. on the night of the budget. That's not a bad idea, is it? <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Is it? That's a good idea. It just comes down to whether or not we really want to commit to that. That's, That's, it's a Tuesday night as so well. So, if we get enough, like, let's say 20 votes, 20 votes, would that be enough for you? 20 votes saying that they would like us to do that? 30. 30? If 30 people vote yes on the poll, All right. we will do it. And we'll get sloshed and we'll talk about the budget updates as they roll in. Dan will drink some apple teenies. I will go to town on those apple teenies. I'm kind of looking forward to this. Yeah. Like, really, as accountants, we should be doing this every year, to be <laughs> honest. If you're an accountant and you're looking forward to budget night, because that's when you get wasted every year, yeah. then write in, please. Join us. Join, Come us. join us. We'll do a live event. This we is, have a third mic. This is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, But the thing I want to talk to you about is the CPA sent in a pre-budget submission to the government. And I imagine this is largely ignored by the the government. (laughs) But it's just interesting to see what the CPA are advocating for um, in in the budget. So, a couple of highlights for you, Tim. I just want to get your opinion. Yeah, sure. Uh, So, the CPA say that uh, Australia encourages savings and investments in your super fund. Uh, but they don't encourage savings and investments outside of your super fund. In fact, they penalize it mm. by charging you the full tax rate on yeah, your earnings. That's true. And capital gains. and yeah. Although I could get the discount, but still. Yeah. So, they propose um, a 40% saving income discount for individuals on their net interest income from activities not related to a business. So the discount would also apply to net residential rental income. Wow. Um, so interest cool. and rent, they want a tax reduction. It's all right. Yeah. I think that's kind of an interesting yeah, way to put it. Essentially, they're saying super, happened, uh, retirement's but... great. You need that money in retirement, but hmm. you also need money out of retirement yeah. <laughs> and you should be well, incentivized actually, for, for imagine the Actually, imagine young people. They would jump all over that. Yeah, for sure. Because that was... That was one thing uh, when Jade and I were saving for a house. Mm. We were always paying interest um, tax mm. on our interest. Yeah. And we were, we were working with interest rates of 3% or less. Yeah. So, you're not making much there, no. are you? No, definitely not. Uh, so, their other one was a capital gains tax on the family home. Now, we know that there's the um, exemption yeah. for your main residence. Yeah. Um. But they recommend that the government revisit its proposal to remove the CGT main residence exemption for non-residents. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. fair enough. Saying the retrospective nature of this proposal is draconian 
and inconsistent with fair and reasonable policy design. Oh. So, so the government are saying we're going to no longer allow right. non-residents to have a main... Yeah. Um, Including ones that have already bought homes. So that this is essentially the people who live here as a resident and then leave. Mm. They're saying... The government's suggesting that you know, oh, they're going to not give so them the many, exemption anymore. There are so many people overseas yeah. Yeah, who may not be residents for tax purposes. Exactly. Hmm. So, they're saying that they should just let them continue to have it. Um, and then the other ones were just like um, more funding for the tax practitioner board, cutting some red tape um, and more education and financial literacy. Um, and that they should increase the... Um, 20 grand right off to 25 grand. Uh, which they're going they're yeah. going to do, apparently. They're going to do. Yeah. Um, but they're saying they should make that permanent. Mm-hmm. No longer just pushing yeah. it year on year. Stop. Just make it permanent. Question marks over it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. I like that. I actually like something you kind of glossed over there, the financial literacy. Yeah. I think there should be a whole class in school. Yeah. For financial literacy. Well, there yeah, is. isn't enough. So, so, the funny thing is, so, if you're... If you're doing maths, right? Yeah. So you and I, you, you did just what, like, what level of maths did you do uh, in high school? Pretty high. Pretty high, just like. I am an accountant. Mathematics. Um, <laughs> anyway, but. All right. If, four, you missed so, a four so, unit maths. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Um, no, so if we, <laughs> if we discuss uh, the levels of maths, right? Um, in our maths courses that we did, you learn calculus and mm. you learn, you know, all yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. In the lower levels of maths, true, you act, it's mainly finance. More it's about literacy. interest. It's mm. about banking. It's about all those things. So, it's funny that they just it's assume that everyone who's doing high levels of maths should <laughs> be able to work stuff. it out or yeah. knows all that stuff. But people don't. Yeah, you know, they can work out a derivative, but they mm. can't figure out, you know, um, compound interest on their bank account because they don't know what it is. Tell you what, Dan. That is a great business idea. Yeah. If someone's thinking a little bit like that code camp, business yep. camp. Business for kids. camp for kids. Oh, we should do Ooh. this. Cats, cats business camp. Too drunk business camp. Too drunk. <laughs> for kids. <laughs> uh, uh, nice one. Yeah. So, that's, oh, uh, that's good. They're my good business updates. updates. I, I like them, Dan. Mm. That was uh, impressive. Thanks, Tim. Impressive. Well, here's one for you, Dan. Go for it. I don't know. I might be assuming here, but you like McDonald's, don't you? I don't like that you're assuming that. Oh, sorry. I've just seen you eat it once or twice. I've seen you eat it once or twice, the (laughs) Mikos. Do we need to rehash that story? Because we've told it before. Obviously, I don't go to Macca's enough. (laughs) Just confirm to me. You do like Macca's. Sometimes. It's a nice treat. You'd be excited about this. McDonald's just acquired an AI startup for $423 million. AI? Yeah. What do they want to do? Artificial intelligence. I know that AI is, but what do they want to do? Like, (laughs) what what do they want to do? Make, assume what you're going to order? Is that? They want to help personalize the drive-thru. How cool is that? Do you know what that means though? It's not yeah. personalizing the drive-through. That's it's a robot. Getting rid of, yeah. <laughs> that's getting rid of it's the self-serve. Stuff that are there. Yeah. yeah, it's self-serve. <laughs> oh no, that's a bit rough. If you hear that squeaking <laughs> in the background, that would be uh, Tim's dog Dora. Dora, shut up! <laughs> Chewing on a uh, squeaky toy. So, uh, in a rare move, fast food stalwart McDonald's is foraying into the world of AI and personalization through an acquisition of Israeli startup Dynamic Yield. In a rumored US three hundred or Australian four hundred and twenty three million dollar deal, which marks the company's biggest acquisition in twenty years. 
That's uh, <laughs> I'm distracted <laughs> by Dora. She's walked in the office now. Dora, can I? Tar. <laughs> you say tar? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dora. Um, yeah, that is that is fascinating because you don't really consider, like, think about you know McDonald's investing or purchasing um, AI startups or tech startups. This is a Silicon Valley kind of thing, not yeah. not a fast food restaurant. Yeah, you just would not expect that. For <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, uh, yeah, it just it just shows that McDonald's obviously value technology um, very highly for the future of their franchise. Mm. Um, so, automation is going to be something that they're looking into to um, create a point of difference over and above their competitors. Yeah. I mean, I don't see KFC doing this. No, but well, maybe we will. Maybe we will soon, Dan. And that startup, they'd be pretty stoked. They've just been bought by McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, that- <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right. We're going to have to pause. Pause in the podcast. So, Tim's just had to take Dora out um to the bathroom she's whinging and whining and i just want to take this moment because tim will never hear this um just to say that uh, both tim and his dog are just a big jerk um they've ruined the podcast quite frankly this is uh strike two for tim strike two and uh we'll just wait and see if there's a strike three anyway back to our regular content so on to tim's tight ass tips then on to tim's tight ass tips <laughs> we're back Tim. Um, my Tadas tip of the week uh, relates to Dora. Yep. Yeah. I was holding this one off until I was seriously upset with her. Um, and the time has come. She's interrupted podcast. She has, yes. So, uh, this week's tip is don't buy a dog. <laughs> no, no, that's too harsh. This week's tip is... <laughs> Dog toys. Dog toys. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I know for a fact that you spent a little bit of money on dog toys. <laughs> yeah. But we were smart with the dog toys. Mm. The thing is, Dan, dogs don't have a value for things like you do. No. So, if you, if you give them a treat or something and you're like, that costs $20, they're just as likely to go and bury that. Yeah. Like the, the very nice goat horn we gave Dora yeah. the other week. So, I think she took it under the house and buried it. So, go to the reject shop and buy a, a dollar toy. That's it. Exactly yeah. right. Go to Vinny's. Kmart is actually really good. They have a great they have a, range. a big section at, at Kmart. Huge section. You can hardly choose. There's like 30 mm. different toys there. And they're yeah. all $3 each. Yeah. For a brand new toy. How good is Kmart? The other thing is, um, if you're going to get a pet and you've got outside furniture, like Jade and I have, mm. we haven't done this yet, but uh, we're going to buy some rugs. Mm. From Vinny's or the Smith family. Mm. Some used rugs and just chuck them over the furniture. Mm. Then the dog can enjoy them while you're not there. Yeah. Because you can't stop them from getting up there. It's going to go in there. Yeah. And uh, it'll protect your furniture. And then when you've got guests or something, you just take the rugs just off. take them off. Take the rugs off. Take them right off. That's a good tight tip, Tim. Uh, that's my tight tip, Dora. So, dogs don't have value. That's dogs the don't moral <laughs> of the story. There's no value in dogs. Yeah. You're a dog, Dan. <laughs> All right, to express Tim. all the qualities of a thoroughbred mm, thank animal. You. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the main topic today, Tim. All right. 
today is the first episode we're going to do in a series on a big issue for a lot of businesses, and yep. this is cash flow. Cash flow. Cash flow. Getting the flow. That's right. It is more often than not the issue um, that a small business faces, especially when they're starting up, mm-hmm. but it can occur at any point. You know, a, a lot of businesses just find themselves in a cash flow issue all of a sudden, and they don't know what happened. Um they weren't keeping an eye on on some of the markers that can cause or lead into uh, cash flow issues. Mm. Um, but we wanted to go a series basically and just go over some of the solutions. Yeah. S- some easy fixes to assist you and your cash flow o- over a number of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, week one this week is basically just going to be some stats around cash flow, um, what cash flow is, mm-hmm. and just a better understanding of it. Um, which will give us a foundation for the future weeks. Exactly right. Um, it's it's a really interesting one. If you ask um, people in the public about cash flow, mm. I think they'd be a little bit confused as to what it really was. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would know, yeah, that's that's definitely a big problem when you're going into business. Cash flow. Like, yeah. yeah, make sure my cash flow is strong. Everyone hears it. They've but, been watching Koshi's business tips. Yeah. Yeah. But what is cash flow? And a lot of people don't really understand the concept of it. No. Would you uh, agree? Yeah, uh, 100% I would agree, Tim. H- how many times would you have sat in, in a meeting with a new client or, or, or somebody and they sit down and they go, well, I've been told I'm making a profit, but why, isn't, why haven't I got cash in my bank? Yeah, exactly right. Like um, that $50,000 of profit I made, Dan, mm. why isn't that in my bank account? Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and this, like, like, we get this question. Mm. Um, from a lot of new business owners uh, or just a lot of people who have never faced this issue before. Definitely. You know, I'm, why am I, I'm paying tax on 50 grand, but yeah. I don't have 50 grand sitting in my bank account. Yeah. Um, and this really leads us to the difference between... I always kind of talk about, you know, you've, you've kind of got three profits in your business. Yeah. Um, you've got... Your accounting profit, mm-hmm. which is this 50 grand that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We've got a taxable profit, which can sometimes differ yeah. depending on different uh, small treatments. Businesses. Yeah. Different treatments of, uh, of items such as accounts receivable and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you've really got your cash profit, which can be fairly similar to the tax profit mm-hmm. because more often than not in a small business, you are accounting for tax on a cash basis. Yeah. Um, it's closer to. It's closer to, but there's still a difference. Well, the cash profit, I mean, it's not really profit, is it? It's deficit or surplus. Exactly. So, just because you've invoiced out that amount, that doesn't mean you've actually received that amount. Yeah. Or just because you've been invoiced that amount doesn't mean you've paid that amount. Yeah. So, cash flow is really just the inflows and outflows of cash in your business. And it is actually, it's a cycle. Yeah. If you can really imagine cash flow as a circle drawn yeah. on a page. Yep. And I'm imagining this right now. Yeah. The top, t- uh, and there's four quadrants of the circle, right? Yeah. There's four sections. Four sections. Top left is our first one. Mm-hmm. And that's when the owners of the business make their investment into so the business. Is, so, this might be when you're starting a business. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly right. So, you're investing, you're putting cash into the business. Yep. And we all know when you're starting out a business, you want to have a lot of cash flow behind you. Exactly. And this circle will depict it because you don't get money out of the business until the fourth quadrant. Yeah. The fourth quarter of that circle. Which means which you is right before you invest again, Dan. Exactly. So, you almost come a full 360 before you start seeing 
cash back. Any return on your investment. Yeah. Exactly right. Because first of all, you need assets. Mm. You need something to generate the income. Yeah. So, that could be a lease. It mm-hmm. could be rent. Yep. Could be employees. Yep. For people in manufacturing, it could be very expensive equipment. Yeah, there could be in giant con- capital costs. Construction to tools. Yeah. So, you can get finance sometimes for those things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're using your own cash. Yeah. So, that's an... Um, that's the assets side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the second quadrant. The third quadrant is profit. Mm-hmm. So, from those assets, from the investments that you've made into your business yeah. using your cash, um, you'll then start to get a return on your assets. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you've got the cash yet. No. That's just profit. That's just profit. That's sending someone an invoice. It might not be paid yet. Exactly. So, that's actually the fourth quadrant. Did you get that When money? it turns into cash. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's a lot of things that can affect, I suppose, the timing of turning profit into cash. Yeah. And they're called like drains and gains, I guess. Yeah. On your cash flow. And that's okay. what we're going to get into in this series. Yes, indeed. We're going to tell you about the traps and tell you about the tips yeah. as well. And we'll, give you a, we'll give you an easy win today yeah. as well for your cash flow exactly. if you're in business right now. Yeah, so, so really what we're getting down to is is just because you're making a profit doesn't mean you've got the cash in the bank. Um, and as you said, Tim, we'll get into various reasons, but it could be as simple as you've also got big loans that you're paying back. So when that cash comes in, it's going straight out to pay a loan. So there's no cash sitting in your bank account. You know, you, well, it's, it's not exactly an expense on your P&L, so you're still showing a profit, yeah. but you don't have that cash or you're not receiving the cash. Yeah, or there's even a, a, there's a million scenarios, but another scenario, which is very common for a startup, Yeah, uh, the person starting the business has living expenses. Yeah. And the time it takes to convert it into cash, which we just went through the quadrants there, mm. um, they're still needing to draw money from the business. Their own living expenses. living expenses. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, that's a drainage on cash themselves, the owners of the business mm. and their lifestyle. Yeah. Th- there's a common, there's a saying that I, I've read before and, and as I was kind of looking up some stats for this, I came across again, but it's that uh, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity and cash is reality. Yeah. Nice. So, it's like that's cool. revenue, you're just kind of looking at to make yourself feel better about how much you've- Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's vanity. That's vanity. Yeah. Uh, profit is sanity. So, okay, we're doing something right. Yeah. And then cash is, well, can I actually fund my business yeah. <laughs> right yeah. now? Can yeah. I still pay my bills? Can I continue? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's reality. And we're not just saying, look at your bank account. No. By any means. But um, if you still haven't got a concept of what cash flow is, well, let's put it in these terms. Um, bring it back to an individual lifestyle, your mm-hmm. personal lifestyle. Yep. Um, you have money coming in and money going out. Yep. If you have more money going out than money coming in, that's, that's when you're going to have cash flow <laughs> difficulties. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're not going to be able to pay your yeah. loan. You're going to be able to go out and have a beer and have a good time mm. or buy a dog. Or buy a dog and buy expensive toys. <laughs> Here's one example, Tim. And let's relate this back to everyday life again. Let's just say you have a job. Yep. Uh, Let's say that you agree on a certain amount of wage with your employer and they say, okay, yep, you get paid monthly from mm-hmm. now on. Mm. So, for that first four weeks, yes. you're earning revenue. So, yep. technically, you kind of made an accounting profit. That's a perfect way to put and it. And you've still got to pay rent on those first four weeks. Yeah. But there's no cash coming exactly. in. Exactly. There's no cash. Exactly. So, yeah, you've made a profit. Mm. When that money comes to you at the end of the month, you're going to be cheering. Yep. But... 
you've got to fund the rest yeah. of that cash somehow. So that's yeah. it's that's cash flow and cash flow in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly right. Cash mm. flow exists for individuals as well as businesses. It's just that in a business, there's so many more moving parts. Yeah, um, and the income side of things or the cash coming in is not fixed, mm. like when you're on wages. Um, so we do have some statistics, don't we, Dan? Around small business, we do have some and, statistics um, and the impact that cash flow. Uh, has on yeah. small business in Australia and around the world. Yeah. So, there are a, f- you know, a few people, obviously, who study this, uh, put out statistics. One that came out um, not that long ago was zero. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've got a wealth of data sitting behind them with all these businesses. They have, yeah. They've done some insights into this. Yeah. Uh, and what they say from their stats is that 62%, so two out of three Mm. uh, businesses in the past year have encountered either late or unpaid invoices. Mm. So, 62%. Yeah. Um, What they also say is that another... So, the same 62% Mm. uh, of businesses would not be able to survive more than three months if all those invoices suddenly went unpaid. Wow. So, if they had three months worth of debtors... Yeah. Like, even though they're making a profit... Yeah. Their business would cease to exist. Yeah. Uh, it says that six percent wouldn't last a week, mm. and twenty-five percent wouldn't last a month. Wow. So one out of every four businesses, if they had a month's worth of debtors, would fail. Wow. Would like fail. a month slower than they currently do. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Or just yeah. If if their entire month's worth of debtors just suddenly didn't pay up yet, yeah, they wouldn't be able to fund their business going forward. It's crazy. So. You know, yeah. and that, that that leads into other statistics. Like, you know, you hear the common one thrown around that uh, 50% of all new businesses fail in the first four years mm. or whatever the stat is. Mm-hmm. And a large majority of those fail because of cash flow. Cash flow. 100%. They've got this great idea. You know, you hear about these unicorn startups that uh, yeah, yeah. they get all this investment, cash coming. And the reason why they're getting those investment is because they're not actually generating any revenue. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're getting this money in to fund them. They need a lot of cash. But a lot them. of, yeah. But, you know, if you're starting up a construction company, you don't have those investors. You don't have that money. As Tim no. said before, it's usually you chucking in, you know, your 20 savings. grand out of your savings. Or uh, securing it. Securing it your with, home. Your, with your home. Yeah, yeah. redrawing on your, your home loan. But that's why it is so important to really understand cash flow because mm. you're putting so much on the table when you start a business. And even if you are in business, you have so much on the table right now. Yeah. Um, and you really want to be making sure that the amount you put in to begin with, you're generating multiple times of that back, um, potentially each year, mm. um, but definitely over the life of your business. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're not just putting in that money to just pull it out again one day, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. You're you're, you're investing. You're for, using it. For, yeah. As a tool, like you, you're driving it to uh, 100%. to. Pay for your your life, hundred percent, hundred percent. So there there are many ways that you can look at cash flow um, in terms of projecting it forward. You know, you can do forecasts, uh, which which we always recommend keeping an eye on the on the levers of things that really can control your cash flow before it becomes an issue. Um, and we'll get into these in future episodes, doing episodes on how to forecast or what forecasting is, mm-hmm. um, and a few other ones. But really, more often than not people realize their bank account balance is low before yeah. they realize there's a problem. And that's the last indicator. Exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. If you, if you realize your bank account's low, well, then you've got a lot to work on before it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some alarm bells ringing 
exactly a month ago, mm. which you could have looked at to fix this before it happened. Yeah. So th- the first thing that you do at that point is identify the cause of these cash flow problems. And that can be many, many different things yep. as we've already discussed. You know, it yep. could be that you debt it, like your people who owe you money aren't paying you quick enough. Yep. Uh, maybe you're paying p- other people too quick. Maybe other pa- you're paying other people too quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could be a builder who gets paid by some bigger building firm once a month, but in the meantime, you're paying your suppliers as you pick them up. Mm. You're paying all your employees all week. Um, Maybe your revenue isn't high enough or your expenses are too high. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe you're not budgeting for things like GST, tax withheld on wages, yeah. super, and just income tax. Yeah, and that, that, that all comes into forecasting, yep. um, which, which we'll get to. But really, uh, identifying the cause of these cash flow pressures when you're in that situation is probably the first thing you need to do because yeah. you can't fix the problem unless you know what it is. And so, that's where someone like an accountant yeah. can look at your numbers and... More often than not, I can look at someone's balance sheet pretty quickly and go, oh, I can see a problem yep. immediately right here. Yep. Um, and it's usually accounts receivable <laughs> or, yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah, um, Yeah. well, uh, that's 100% true, Dan. And even just looking at our own business, we can see um, what we call the lockup, yeah. which is work in progress mm-hmm. because that's a form of uh, cash flow uh, restriction. If Definitely. you're not getting your work in progress done on time, mm. then uh, you really are slowing down the rate at which you're going to get that return of cash on your profit. Exactly. Because you're not sending invoices out quick enough. Yep. And then also um, age receivables. Mm-hmm. So, if we added together the amount of days on average it takes our customers to pay us mm-hmm. and the amount of days on average our billable time or our work or our jobs are open. Gets billed out, yeah. That's our lockup. Yeah. So, Going back to that circle from the owner's investment, mm. let's say our lockup is 80 days. Yeah. Which is pretty plausible for a lot of accountants. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, they, they might take a month to do somebody's work, yeah. you, know, so, you know, traditionally. Yep. Um, so, that's already then, 40 days and then suddenly they- could take a month to get paid. The month, month to get paid. Yeah. So, old school, that's probably the old traditional model of accounting. Yeah. But um, yeah, so let's say you even have 60 days to lock up. Mm. Well, that's two months- you put that dollar into your business, it's two months to get the dollar back yeah. at the end of the cycle. That's right. So, it just goes to show there are so many factors at play with your cash flow. Mm. And um, the first thing you can start to do as a business owner is to think about, well, what is the ins and outs and the ebbs and flows of the yeah. cash in my business? Could yeah. I slow some of the outs, some of the cash going out down? Yeah. And can I speed up some of the cash coming in um, to me? Yeah. Uh, are my sales lumpy? Do yeah. I go through seasonal changes? Could I change the way I invoice? Exactly. There are, there are a lot of things that you can do to fix your cash flow. Yeah. Um, which we will get into. Which in we will series. get into. Yeah. The, the important thing to understand now is that cash flow is vital. Yes. And many businesses fail because of poor cash flow. It's so different to profit. It is very different to profit. Very different to profit. So, quick win today. Quick win today. So, this is something that I've helped a few of my clients recently uh, implement and it's a very simple, easy, quick win, good advice straight away. One way to improve your cash flow, if you're operating- Rob a bank. Yeah, rob a bank. Just <laughs> get that cash <laughs> stockpiled up. Now, if, if, you're, if you're running a software like Xero or MYOB or QuickBooks Online, um, any of these online platforms, mm-hmm. you can link in an online payment service. Yes. 
Uh, in zero, very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to do in the other ones, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, essentially, you just go onto these websites, mm-hmm. Stripe, PayPal, Square even, even though that, it's a little bit different, but yeah, there's a million. same kind of thing. There's a million, a million of these million. payment services. So, you just find whichever one you like. They all charge different rates. Yep. Um, it's, it's, there's no usually no sign-up fee. It's usually they'll charge you a percentage of the transaction the exact same way an FPOS machine works. So... Mm-hmm. You know, you get merchant fees when you've got an FPOS yeah. machine. It's exactly the this same. This could be an alternative to having an FPOS machine. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, because you can, your customers can use a credit card. Yeah. Mm. And what that means is at the point that you send an invoice, they can immediately take action. Yeah, exactly. So, and that is <laughs> half the reason a lot of invoices are paid slow is people forgetting. Yeah, you, you get an they invoice. They misplace them, they're yeah. busy. You get an invoice, your bank details are on the bottom and they go, oh, when I, when I do my banking yeah, in a week, I'll, I'll do that, that at that point. People are maliciously not paying right. your bills most of the time. Most of the time. And so, if there was a link there for... I, lo- I actually really like it. I don't like the payment fees if I have to pay a payment fee. But yeah. it's so convenient um, yeah. to just pay now put in my card details mm-hmm. and then it'll just do it for me. Yeah. And you know what's cool on the bookkeeping end if you're the business and yeah. it you've got auto matches it. It auto matches and it will reconcile your bank feed for yeah. you. Which so, is just awesome. So essentially what happens is, you know, you, you create the invoice, you send it to the client, they open the invoice in their email and there is a button right there in their face in in a big color that says pay now. Yep. You click on that, they can enter in their credit card, they can do whatever they want. And you get paid immediately. And it's a call to action straight away. Now, there has been some research done um, that said the different... And we can go across a few different countries because this is a global. Any biz- any small business in any country goes through these same issues. Um, so, essentially, and you know, in, in Australia, a standard invoice gets paid um, just over 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. That's on average, just over 30 days. Mm-hmm. Takes people to pay other people usually. And uh, Koshy's Business Builders mm. states that the average small business is owed a massive 38 grand. As 38 well. grand, the average business. Mm-hmm. So 38 grand, 30 days. Mm. Exactly. So that's, that's a month's worth of your sales Yeah, sitting there. Yeah, exactly. So it's taking people a month. You're having a month worth of sales sitting there always that should be in your bank account. Mm. A month's worth of cost you've had to pay out without receiving yeah. that cash. Yeah. Uh, People who implement a payment service reduce that average by 10 days on average. So, you could be receiving your money Mm -hmm. a whole third quicker. Imagine one third of a monthly amount of sales for your business in your your bank bank account account today. Yeah, right now. And that's in Australia. So, in New Zealand, it's a a little bit less of a gap. It's it's probably more like five days sooner. Mm. But in the UK, it looks more to be around 15 or more, like probably more, 16 days quicker. Nice. And in the US, it's even more again. It's about 20 days. Wow. So, you could receive your money 20 days faster just by implementing an online payment system to have it in people's face there and there. And that's the that's the truth. You got to make it convenient for people to pay you. If you make it hard, they're not going to pay you. Nice. Like, <laughs> it's just it's, it's simple. <laughs> a- any any friend asks you to pay them money, and if and you're just like, oh yeah, when I get my bank open, I'll do that because yeah. I've got to copy and paste stuff in, and yeah. it's annoying. Yeah, but you did it to me the other week. I then. did it to Tim. Mm. He sent me payment details, and I was like, oh, I, wanna, I don't want to do that. That <laughs> just takes forever. But if I had like a a bump. App or like a, a yeah. text message number that I could just pay Tim's phone number. Simple. Exactly right. Simple. And it, and it would be done immediately because it's convenient. Yeah. And that's the same would thing for your you business. 
painful kneecaps. Exactly. Right My kneecaps would be fine if <laughs> I could have done that straight away, just out of convenience. But it, it's the same. Still teaching Dora to sick you. <laughs> she even she was. Get my money, Dora. <laughs> get my money. It's the same. It's Tim's tight ass tip. Get a guard dog to get your money. Um, yeah, but it's the same thing in your business. People need it to be convenient to pay you. Mm-hmm. You need to make it easy. Yep. So, set up a payment system that doesn't cost you a cent up front. Um, you, a lot of these uh, give you the option to add the credit card fee on top. Yeah. So, someone owes you 100 bucks and it charges 1.5% merchant fee. Yeah. Well, they're just going to have to pay, yep. you know, a little bit extra on top. Yeah, obviously. Which is, which is fine. Obviously, you're going to have your people that aren't keen on that. But mm. then that could even, the fact that that payment fee is there and they've gone to pay your invoice mm. might mean they just go and do it right then and there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, low-hanging fruit, Dan, from today's episode. Extremely low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. Turn on the payment gateway on, your, on, on your invoices. Turn it on. Just get it get it happening. Yep. If you do anything today, do that. Do that right now. Get on Zero. Get on MYB. Get on Stripe, PayPal, Square, whichever one it's you want to so use. It's so easy to set up. And just set it up. Takes so 10 minutes. Literally. 10 minutes and you could get a third of a month of your sales into your bank account mm-hmm. tomorrow. Now, if people have questions about setting that up, Dan, how can they contact you? They can contact me in many ways, Tim. <laughs> they can uh, get in touch with us on uh, Facebook. They can send us a message. Too on Drunk there. Too accountants? Drunk Accountants on Facebook, on Twitter. Twitter at Too Drunk Podcast. Good work, Tim. Email. Too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com. Perfect, Tim. Look at you go. Yes. Uh, get in touch with us there. Um, yeah, we'd love to help you and answer your questions yeah. and, and help you do that. But it's just an easy takeaway to do right now. Tim? Other thing? What's your other thing? My other thing this week is, and I've used this before, but I'm going to use it again, Dan. Mm. Yes, Dan. It is The Queer Eye. <laughs> Season three. You're back uh, on it. The reason, You're the back re- on it. Yeah, I watched an episode last night. <laughs> God, it made me feel good. <laughs> God, it was heartwarming. Yeah, all right. But seriously, this is from a business perspective. Yeah. Um, apparently, they've had a big impact on um, people who wouldn't traditionally use. Um, I don't know what, what's the what's the phrase I'm looking for here. Um, I suppose like beautician services or yeah, like skin okay. products. Yeah. Hair hair services. How many tradies do you know they're going to go get some moisturizer for their face? None. Exactly right. None. So apparently there's been an upturn of people buying those products and using those services from Queer Eye. From Queer Eye. Yeah, I can believe it too because they really they really do. They help on about they they you show you how to use it. Yeah, I've since I've since got some skin products. I don't know yeah. if it was from it could have been. Maybe I subconsciously. I feel like you did it beforehand. I don't know. I know Jade was just telling me my skin look, looked old. So. Yeah, Kat tells me that all the time. She says I have huge pores, whatever that means. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. What's your other thing, Dan? Uh, my other thing is Tim Minchin. I know I used it as my uh, thing this week. I don't know if that flies. But I just want to say it was a great show again. <laughs> um, my other... All right, I'll, my I'll other, have another other thing. thing. Um, okay, my other thing this week is that you can now use your credit card to get on and off the train ah, yes. in Sydney. Yeah, so, instead cool. of the Opal... So, those of you who don't know, in New South Wales, we have a thing called an Opal card. And you, it's, it's a card that you get and you top up with money and you just tap on and tap off to get on public transport, buses, trains, ferries, that kind of thing. Um, 
and it's been kind of annoying. Like, it was definitely better than the old paper ticket system where you'd have to go buy tickets. Oh, 100% and 100% better. Heat's better than that because you just carry around your card. Yeah. But it was annoying if, you know, f- forget your card or if you didn't have a automatic top-up system and you go yeah. there and you got to go top it up. Yeah, and, and you don't, or, or if you don't use the train very often, which I don't yeah. um, because there's no need where we live. Yeah. Um, it's just annoying. But now... For those of us who don't travel very often, yeah. I can just walk up. I can use my phone with Apple Pay with my yeah. new Apple credit card so smart. or or any other card and just tap on. Love it. And then I get off the other end, I tap again, and it just deducts the fare from my credit it's card. so good. And it's the same fare? Same fare. There's no, no more or less. No. The only thing you lose is if you're a commuter. Yeah. So, if with the Opal system, if you travel more than, I think it's eight times in a week... Um, you get a discount because you commute and that's fair enough. You know, you get discounts. But if you're not, which I'm not, makes no difference. Yeah. I don't need to worry about an Opal card anymore. Just yeah. tap on with my phone or card. So good, Dan. Love it. Well done, Transport New South Wales. That's one of the best things they've done. Well done. Definitely. Getting with the times. Yeah, we don't really give them many props, but yeah, well-deserved. Yeah. Well-deserved. You, you win this one. All right, well, we will see everybody next week with our budget update. <laughs> Did you push the right button then? Yes. <laughs> we're going to def- we're going to definitely sound like that during yeah. the budget update. Especially we're be very if we get 30 votes. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put this up right after this. Mm. If we get 30 votes on Facebook, mm. we're doing it. We're doing it. We're getting schnickered. We're getting snickered. I'm going to have some apple teenies. I'm going to be heavy on the teeny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We've we've already read out where you can find us. So, get on there. Uh, If you're on Apple or anywhere that allows rating uh, or Mm. comments, please do. Please subscribe. Please give us a rating. Please give us a review because that helps people find us. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. And we'll uh, catch you next week. Calculator. Calculator.